Thanks for checking out Free Chapel Young Adults. We're excited to share this third Wednesday service with you. If you want any information about how you can get connected, follow us on Instagram or text FCOCYA to 313131. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next month for our next third Wednesday gathering. Great to see all of you. Welcome once again to Third Wednesday. My name's Cody, and uh, the reason we have it set up like this is these are really special nights for us to gather as a young adult community, um, but we also have a whole stream of listeners online doing a little bit of a podcast setup here. You can tell with these incredible microphones, I don't know quite what to do here with my hands, but we'll just go like this. Come on. It makes you want to be a DJ or something. (laughs) Hey, there we go. Um, well, welcome once again to Third Wednesday. It really is an honor to have you all here. Part of the reason we gather on these nights is to create a space kind of around a conversation about what it looks like to follow Jesus as a young adult. And uh, we wanted to create some space different from Sunday, different from a small group, just to kind of gather around these topics that I think a lot of us as young adults deal with, uh, maybe struggle with or are concerned about. Tonight will be no different. Maybe you're here. Maybe you don't consider yourself a follower of Jesus. Maybe somebody brought you or dragged you to church. I do want to make special welcome. We just believe this here, that you belong before you believe. You may not be considered a follower of Jesus. Maybe you don't even consider yourself a Christian. Maybe the starting place for you tonight is just if God exists. Let me just tell you, I think it's an incredible place for you to be. You belong here, and I think it's the perfect night for you to join us and unpack really what it looks like, what it means to be a Jesus follower. You'll find out that we are Jesus people. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be, but either way, no matter where you're at on the faith journey, we're glad that you're here. It's going to be an awesome night. I'm joined here with my good friend, Joel Luce, who is a uh, successful businessman. Yeah, we can give it up. Um, yeah, joined by your family too. Yeah, I got my kids here. I got Isaac. He's, he's the buff bearded dude over there. Come on. Just, he's turning 25 in Singled a couple of weeks or a week or so. And uh, Dawson, my son-in-law, and who's married to my youngest daughter, Samantha, and my newest baby granddaughter, Cora. She's three months old. Incredible. Come on, let's give it up for that. Glad you're here, family. Um, Joel Luce has been an incredible friend to our church, an incredible ministry partner um, to us. You've, you're a family man. you built a number of successful businesses And uh, we've invited him here to talk about something I think we all are concerned about in one way or another. It's money, money in the church. And uh, it's one of those topics that's kind of a hot topic because the moment you start to say, we can talk about anything in church. We've talked about sex and dating and relationships. But the moment you start talking about money, everyone gets all uptight. They only want my money. It's like, hey, what's, are you constipated? What's wrong? No, they're just talking about money in church. Okay, everybody relax. We're going to deal with this because it's something that I think we all are concerned about. We live in a culture that's concerned with getting and earning. And so I just wanted to maybe start at like 10,000 feet here for some of us tonight. Um, Our last third Wednesday, kind of unpack this idea of finding calling at work and maybe how those two things uh, correlate or how they um, would play together. Can you speak maybe in your journey, um, how you've sort of found calling at work? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it will help. You know, anytime that I listen to anyone, especially in like a conference or church or whatever, it helps to understand their background and, and kind of where they came from. And then, then it's a little easier, I think, to, to receive what they're saying because it's like, OK, I, you know, I can relate to this guy or no, you know, I'm not going to listen to him. But 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 my, my background, you know, I grew up in a Christian home and all of that. Uh, my dad was a preacher and I'm going to do this really quick. Uh, my dad was a preacher and all of that. But I got away from the Lord from like 
10 years from 18 to 28. So I know what it's like. And, you know, I was in drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. everything you can think of. Uh, Cause I came to California from Dallas uh, when we moved out here and man, I loved California. I loved it a little too much because it was back in the eighties and early nineties and got into a lot of trouble and all of that went through a bankruptcy divorce. Uh, you name it. Uh, I've been there. And, and, but, but thank God I came to my senses one day mm-hmm. and came to a church, not, you know, any different than this, but came to an altar and August 15th, 1992, there are certain dates you don't want to forget in your yeah, life. Awesome. That was the one for me. So good. August 15th, 1992 at an altar like this. And I gave my heart and, and to the Lord and totally transformed my life after that because I, I lost, I lost a wife. I lost my job. I lost uh, every bit of credit I had. I was wow. bankrupt. I was less than nothing. And, and, and God redeemed me that night. Mm-hmm. And like what you said, Pastor Cody, if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, man, I hope before this night's over, you do. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll transform your life forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to talk about money. and We're going to talk about some of those things. Uh, but, but man, God will, God will do things for you that will blow your mind. And I'm a big faith guy, and you're going to hear that tonight. But, but, but at, at, as I gave my life over to him, and I was 20, in my 20s, late 20s, wasted 10 years of my life, and, and was in my 20s, and came back to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I, I, I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to do something great for your kingdom. I don't want to be average, and I don't want any of you. Don't, let's don't be mediocre. Let's let everybody else be mediocre, but not us, not us. Let's as believers, let's do something that, that, that is, that is worthy of what Christ did for us. And, and so that's what I wanted to do. You know, I'm older now, but I still have the same fire, the same drive, the same passion uh, that I did when I was 28 years old. I came back to the Lord. I got married within two years of that married a, a beautiful girl, the most beautiful girl in the world was singing in the church choir of 120 and I married her and, and got married, had four kids. Now I have three grandkids and my newest one over there. And uh, I love my family, but God restored me wow. because I humbled myself and I realized it's like, you know what? I cannot do this on my own. And I know, and even as a young boy, I knew there was a destiny in my life that God was wanting me to accomplish something and do something. You know, you know, we talk about calling and and I even knew at an early age when I was 12 years old, I knew I wanted to be in business. I didn't know what kind of business I just know, knew I wanted to to hold my dad's briefcase and open up that, you know, that lock with the little flips and the, and, and do that. And I loved that. Watched him going to work. And I knew I wanted to do that. At 12 years old, God, I believe God puts things inside of us at an early age. And I know, I know most of you are young, probably under 30 or, or, or somewhere in that age group. You know what? I know even when you were younger, God put things in you, in you that you remember. You haven't forgot them. And, and they're still in you. And if you haven't moved into that calling and not walking in that calling just yet, you will. You will. I guarantee you, you cannot follow God and follow the word of God and be obedient to it and him not help you and move into the perfect will of God and, and, and the yeah. calling that he has for your life. And then you begin to transform other people's lives. That's the beauty of it. Then you get to go pray for another Joel. 
that was down at the altar. And you get to help them and raise them up. So, so that's the testimony. Incredible. But this, this is the flip side of it. Okay. So, so got married and had all of that and had kids. And I was like, God, how am I going to afford a family? And my wife was uh, divorced and we had two kids. They were not my, I don't call them my, my stepkids. I, call, I, I raised them. They it's were four and kids. six when we got married. They're my kids. Yeah. And so, so and my two kids are, are here, Isaac and Smith. So we have four kids. And I was like, God, I can barely afford to take care of myself, hmm. much less a wife and two kids. And, 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 and I began to seek God and I began to pray. And this, this is, this, these are the secrets. You know, people always want to hear from me about, Joel, what's the secret of success? How, do you, how did you make so much money? How do, you, how do you create these businesses? And how do you do what you do? You know, this is a part of it. I began seeking God. I, I was in my parents' uh, uh, spare bedroom. And, and begin, you know, before we got married, and I said, God, I need, I need to know what I'm supposed to do. I can't afford to get married and raise these two kids. I, I don't even have enough money for me. And so, he, you know, I began to pray. And during that, he gave me a dream. And in the dream, he told me very specific things in a, in a specific scripture that said it's a weird thing. It's in the trade show contacts. And I was like, what, what does that mean? And so I went to a trade show. I was in sales. And I went to a trade show that November. Nothing happened. But I went to a trade show that next January, and I met a guy in the booth right next to me. And, and he said, hey, you need to come out and check out this business. Uh, and, and he's wanting me to sell for them. And he said, you need to come out and check it out. So I went and checked it out, and they ended up hiring me. But the very day I went out there, I played golf that morning. Mm-hmm. I hit a hole-in-one that morning. I went out to – come on. You, yeah. If you know golf, Impossible. you don't hit hole-in-ones. Yeah. That's like – that's the holy grail of golf. So, so I hit a hole in one. Nobody can tell me that wasn't God. <laughs> yeah, that was God. That's right. You know, uh, so I hit a hole in one that morning, went out to, the, to the, this, this pretty big facility uh, inland, uh, in the Inland Empire, met this guy, met the general manager, the president. They walked me into the owner's office. His name was Nick, this, this kind of surly uh, uh, Italian guy. And, and he had a putter in the corner of the office. And, and, and I said, hey, Nick, do you, do you, do you golf? And he goes, of course I golf. I've been golfing for 50 years. And I said, well, I hit a hole in one this morning. And, and he said, no way. I've never hit a hole in one. And he goes, and this is no joke. He pointed to the general manager and the president of the company and said, hire this kid. And I, wow. he hired me and I began making uh, a lot of money in sales and, and, and began increasing. And from that, little did Nick know, within a few years, I would buy his company. And that was the first company I bought, and it was $50 million. Hmm. And, and then God began to bless. And God began, how can you not give to a God who, who blesses you and pulls you up out of a pit yeah. and, and restores you? And, and, and what I didn't tell you in my first marriage was uh, before me and my wife split in my first marriage, she aborted our baby. I lost our baby. I lost our finances. I lost everything. But, but that night, God said, and there was a man that, that was praying over me, little did I know he was going to be my future father-in-law the night I got saved. And, and a word was spoken over me that said, the years that the canker worm and the locusts have consumed, yeah. I will restore. So good. Amazing. 
So I'll save the rest for later. But so anyway, that 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 put me in a position of 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 owning the company, and we acquired other companies, mm-hmm. and and now we started a new company. And maybe I'll talk about that later. Yeah, incredible. I think there's a couple. First of all, incredible story, and I'd known a little bit of it um, just from our time together, and even just having you around church, yeah. I'm walking away with a couple of takeaways. Number one, we need to get a tea time, you and I. Yes. Teach me how to hit a hole in one. I, I, I had a feeling he played golf. Hey, does he have a nickname at all? No. I don't know why I want to call him Professor Cody, but I it Professor. just, I'm not sure why. Uh, it might have just given me one Sorry, right now. Sorry, side, sidebar. Yeah. So we need to get a tea time, but I love your just sense of passion that exudes because I think that's a key kind of hallmark of calling. Yeah. is in even leaving our um, last time that we connected, just this idea I've been thinking about that calling is kind of found at the intersection of your gifts and someone else's needs. Yes. And at that intersection, you begin to find yeah. passion. And that's just something that I think exudes from you. Yeah. Your story is something that's so beautiful because it just reminds us that like God is a restorer. Yes. And it's easy to look maybe at the outward idea of success or the outward yeah. Um, image of people, but never forget that like everyone's living and going through a story that you don't know, you know, maybe know nothing of. Um, even the people surrounding you here tonight, they have walked a story, lived a story, been on a journey that you may only know a small part of. Um, but just this like great reminder, I think that you've you've shared is that God's a restorer. And I love hearing kind of yeah. your story around that because um, you've been a huge blessing to us, but knowing that the, the I guess it's the sort of the um, painful moments. And it's the moments where you go, God, how am I going to make this? Yeah. That help you to even appreciate and understand like this is a necessary part of life, but never to forget that God is in the business of blessing. He wants yeah. us to live a blessed yeah. life, not just yeah. financially, but in every aspect. He does. I want to talk about just from this key idea, uh, Matthew chapter six, maybe if we can just read a couple of scriptures together. The team will put it up on the screen. Um, Jesus talks a lot about money. And um, actually doing a little bit of study, Jesus talks about relationships and money more than anything else. There's more verses in Jesus's ministry, more verses in the New Testament about money than there is about faith. There's more verses about money than there even is about heaven. So Jesus doesn't shy away from money. I don't think we should either. Just from, you know, bringing in um, Joel having such an incredible voice to speak to us kind of a little bit ahead of our journey from this idea, I think as we've kind of begun praying and talking about what God would have for us to share, this verse has kind of been resonating with me. Matthew chapter 6, I'll just read a couple. Um, starting in verse 20, Jesus says, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For your where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm just going to skip down to verse 24. It says, No one can serve two masters, For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he he will be devoted to one and despise the other. In the same way, you cannot serve God and money. I think many times um, we hear verses like this. and The problem is um, we sort of disconnect ourselves from that idea, or we get the wrong kind of understanding of money. Of course, we would understand that money um, isn't a bad thing. It doesn't destroy you. But Jesus makes a very clear distinction. There's something about money that our hearts are easily tied to. And actually, something I've never even seen in this passage of Scripture is he says, where your uh, treasure is, there your heart will be also. I guess I've always thought it to be the case that 
if my heart is in it, then my money will follow. <laughs> but that's actually not the progression that Jesus yeah. gives, is yeah. that our heart actually follows our money, our treasures, our resources. Yeah. So think about this for a moment, because I know many of us here tonight would say, um, I guess there's this culture around us about earning and monetizing and um, getting and even a sense of striving around. I want to make sure I'm taken care of, chasing paper, trying to get that bread. Yeah. And there's just this idea about even like, you know, you follow a couple of things on Instagram. There's 5 a.m. success and yeah. um, entrepreneur mindset, minority oh, yeah. mind, all that. Yeah, yeah. You get in this, you think about money and there's just, I think there's a danger to that. Because if money's not in its right place, it can easily lead our heart yeah, astray. No doubt. Why do you think it is that we have a hard time like taking or not not seeing money for the heart issue that it is? Um, you know, I, I, well, first of all, it's probably because it's so important in our lives. Mm. Um, you know, money, um, money to me, um, even early on, but especially after I came back to the Lord, money to me was, 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 what could I do with it? You know, and, and, and certainly, you know, as, as, as you get money, uh, you, you would think that you have more freedom and you, and, and you do to a certain degree, there's no doubt about it. Um, but, but, but money gives you options. And sometimes those options are not good options hmm. because, because, you know, you, you can do whatever you want with that, with that money. And and I think that's why that scripture and why 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 it's such a hard issue is because the, the Lord knows, you, you know that 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 we can easily get uh, trapped, you know, in, into into um, what what money can do to us, you know. And and I think you know in my life and in, in as I begin to to move up and begin to have greater success, man, I really had to put that all in check. Yeah. You know, I had to really check my heart all, all the time because it's easy. It's easy to get into, you know, focusing on, especially if you're, uh, and I'm sure there's some, some future entrepreneurs in here and people that want to be business owners, or maybe you're even you're considering it or starting to move in that direction, you know, but, but, but you know, you're, you feel like you're called in that direction. You know, it, it, it's easy to stay focused on that money and begin to forget the other things that are really important. Mm -hmm. You know, one of one of the things that 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 we talked about uh, a few weeks ago, you know, that 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 really can help. It really helped me. Is is you know sometimes we we think we we got to get that we got to get more we got to get more we got to get more. You know, there, there's and 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 we think we we need people. We need to connect with people. We need to hook up with people. We need to do this, that, and the other, and you know, and 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 be working towards that. But 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 after a while, you realize you don't you don't need people. People need you. Hmm. People need the giftings in your life, and people need the the that calling that we were talking sure, about. Yeah. They they need what you've got to offer. There there's a, there's a a, a a destiny for you to play out, and and for for God to use you, and 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 it can be with others, and not not be so focused on yourself. And focused on on getting, and one of the ways that uh, Pastor Cody that I really put myself in check was with my giving. Hmm. You know, I, I it's like you know what, devil, you're, you're not getting me in this area. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ruled by by money because I started to make a lot of money, hmm. and and I was pretty young, you know, and started to make a lot of money, 
and begin to double and double and double and double. You know, you start, those things start happening. It's easy to say, man, look what I've done. Sure. Look, look, look what I'm doing. And, but, but then I begin to tie that to my giving and realize it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do good with this. You know, I'm, I'm going to do some good with this money. I'm not just going to, you know, go buy more cars and go buy more stuff, you know, because none of that really matters in, in the long run. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. When, it, when, it, when it comes down to it, it comes down to your relationships with each other and with your family, you know, and, and, and as you get married with, with your, your spouse and your kids, those are the things that are important. And God's wanting you to, to teach all of us, I believe, even at where I'm at, he's still teaching me about money and how to manage that and not let it become uh, an idol yeah. in, in my life, you know, and, 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 but there are things that you can do that, that, that I believe to put those things in check, you know, to tie your money to, 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 um, to, to, to something that God's calling you to do, mm-hmm. you know, you know, tie it to purpose, so tie good. money to purpose. You know, when you do that, then, then all those other things about, you know, going after it and, and I've got to work and I got to do all that. And yeah. I worked really hard to get to where I'm at. Sure. There's no doubt about it. I worked six days a week for many years and all of that. But, but, you know, I had to bring it back into balance because I was getting out of balance. But, but, but when you tie purpose to that money and to that desire mm-hmm. to, to make more money, because all of us need money. All of us want more money. You know, some may say, well, no, I'm spiritual. I, I don't, you know, that's, you know, I really don't need it. But nobody, but, but trust me, I'm spiritual and I need money and, yeah, uh, and right. I want money. And uh, but 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 I, I believe there are things that we can do like that yeah. you know, to help us. That's so good. Home. I think that I've heard it said before that there are the most two, uh, the most important documents that we have is our calendar and our bank account. Because they reveal the things that are most important to us. Yeah. The two most precious resources that we have is our time and our money. I actually think that they're both, the calendar and the checkbook are theological documents. Because they realize, helps us to realize what it is that we worship. Which right. I think, what I guess what I mean to say is, money, it exposes you. Yeah. Exposes what's in your heart. And I love to hear, somewhere probably around my age, you learned um, the important lesson of putting God first, especially yeah. in this area of finances um, and learning how to, that principle, whether it's of tithing or of giving, can you just unpack, maybe help me to learn that, help us to learn um, for some young adults mm-hmm. that may be feeling like, I would love to be generous. I would love to tithe the 10% that I know maybe I should, but I, I only make 800 a month. Yeah. Um, what would you say if, if you're feeling like, I want to be generous, I just, I don't make enough to do that? You, you know, um, I, I, would, I, would, I would look at it this way. I would look, look to, to the Word, to the Scripture and what it says. It says, you know, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, because tithing and giving is in both. Hmm. And even Jesus talked about it, talking about, you know, don't, 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 you know, you talk about the weightier matters, but don't forget the other. You know, and, and so, so there's 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 promises in the word of god mm. that that when you give and when you tithe and and tithing is not 3% or 5% it's 10%. The bible's yeah. clear on that in both the old testament and the new testament. It it's 10% of our money. But he but but he says I'm going to promise you something in return. I'm going to open the windows of heaven. Yeah. And I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. 
things that happen to other people aren't going to happen to you when you give to God, when you give him what he what he's requiring. He's only requiring that 10 percent. And there's another scripture in the Bible that says, you know, let every man give out of of his own heart, of his own will. You know, and I believe that's, that's probably speaking to offerings and those kinds of things. But but as difficult as it might be, and, and you know, I never tithe in my entire life until I got saved that night. Wow. And and I began tithing, and I had nothing. I mean, I had less than nothing. Mm. And and I didn't even have 800 bucks like mm. you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and but I began I began doing. I began tithing on what I did have. And I began prioritizing the rest of my life and the rest of my money around that. And I said, Lord, even, even if I can't pay these other bills, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tithe. And wow. I'm going to give what you've asked for. You know, and someday I know I'll be able to give so much more than this. Hmm. Can I tell a story about that, a yeah, tithing? please do. Um, after me and my wife got married and... and and, and just began to start making some money. And you guys, I mean, you're, you're either there or you're getting ready to be there. Um, and you feel the weight of that responsibility. I prayed a, a crazy prayer to God. And I'm not even sure if it's biblical or not, but I, but I still prayed it. And, 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 and it's okay. God, God's like, it's all right. I know the word. You don't have to know it all. Yeah. And um, that, that I prayed and said, God, if you double my income, I'll double my tithe. And so that was like earlier in the year. And then the year went up by, and I began to do really well. This is right when I first started out and making some money. And, and I did really well. By the end of the year, I doubled my income. Wow. But I forgot to give the time. Yeah. January went by. February went by. March went by. And I was in, we were in our Upland house where my kids, we, we raised them mostly, and then we moved to another house. But... Um, and I was sitting in my in a rocking chair in, in, in a little spot in the office, uh, in a home office, real small office. And and I pray, used to pray at night. Now I pray in the mornings. But it was about 10 o'clock at night. And and there was a scripture in the Old Testament that I came across. And, and it was the Lord speaking and said, that oath, it would have been better for you if you had never made that oath to me. Hmm. And I, wow, God, I can feel it now. Um, hmm. it hit me like a lightning bolt in the, in the, in the stomach, in the spirit, in my soul. And I cried and I wept and, 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 and I said, God, I promised I would do that. And you hmm. did it. And I didn't do my part. Wow. And I cried till one in the morning and I went into my, into our bedroom and I woke my wife up at one in the morning crying. And, and I said, honey, I've got to tell you what I've done never, ever wake your wife up at one in the morning crying. <laughs> That's good. And tell her, I've got to tell you what I've done. Yeah. It's like, put the knife away. It's not that bad. So That's I, great. Don't do that. I, so I told her, I told her everything that happened and what I said, what I prayed, and what I didn't do. And she cried and sat there with me. She said, Joel, we have to, we have to give it. Hmm. The next day, I went and emptied out every one of my bank accounts. And I pulled that money together. I went to church that Sunday. Not this church. It was a different church. And wrote, wrote the check out. It was a big check. Big check for me. And wrote that check out. Didn't put anything on the op. Just dropped it in. And 
And that was it. I said, Lord, I know that I've been obedient now. You did what you said you were going to do. And, and I didn't, but, but now I want to make it right. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And there was a Wednesday night uh, uh, business meeting at the church. And the pastor got up and said, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Uh, smaller church than this one. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. We, we're in the black. We were in the red until Sunday. And the amount that he mentioned we were in the black was the exact amount of the check I wrote. Wow. And I was like, okay, he's, yeah. the, Lord's, the Lord's really talking to me now. Mm. But this is how the Lord talks. He talks to you through his word. So he talks to you through yes. circumstances and people, you know, about, about these things that might be a little touchy or people, you know, if you, didn't, you weren't raised in it, you don't know any better. Mm. But, but, but that, that's why you come to these things. So it's like, okay, I, I want to get some wisdom. I want to get some discernment. Yeah. You know, information's good, but wisdom and discernment are much better. Great. Really you know, good. much better. And and so so within 90 days of giving that offering, I got all of that back. Every single penny of it wow. back. And I'm just telling you that even though I didn't do the right thing and I delayed, but but God still honored it. Yeah. He still honored my my the intent of my heart and what I wanted to do. But I want to challenge you tonight. Not that we may talk a little bit more about this, but 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 God is asking you to do that, so so that that He can bless you, so so that you're you're in covenant with Him at that mm. point. You know that, that I'm in covenant with you with my finances. I know you're going to provide, even when you don't know how it's going to happen. And I could tell you a million more stories about money, about stories just like that. Wow. You know, I would rather have I would rather have stories about about what what God's done in my life and what I've been able to do for other people than what they've done for me. Mm. You know, do me a favor. Always have a story about what God's done for you and what and what you were then able to do for somebody else. Instead of having a story that I was broke, busted and disgusted and I got a free truck, you know, don't have the. I mean, if that happened, great. That's great. If you needed it and you were in a, in a tight spot, that's fine. <laughs> but, but have those stories. My God, that's what people relate to. I do this in corporate settings. I do this at Fortune 500 companies. I've done this with the executive staff of Rupert Murdoch on, on, the, on the, the top floor of one of his buildings and, and talk to them about using biblical principles yeah. Use, using what I do in giving um, and, and in many different ways. So much so, I even take, have taken my kids, Isaac and Samantha, and we gave away one of our cars to, to a, a, a couple that needed some help. And, but I wanted to show them how wonderful it is to give. You know, as God begins to bless you, there's something he's wanting you to do with it. Yes. There's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for it. And, and, and the tithe, to me, the tithe is the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm. It, it, it's, it's like, wait a minute. If I tithe to you, I'm going to have an open heaven above me. You're going to rebuke the devourer for my sake yeah. if, if I do that. And I need some, some things rebuked in my life yeah. continually. And I'm sure you do too. You know, but, but, but things that happen to other people don't happen to you because of that. And you get blessed I just, I, I just want to encourage you, try it. Yeah. Try it. Do it. Do it. 
Why not? What what have we got to lose? Yeah. You know, if we're down to our last nine bucks, what what do, nine bucks isn't going to help us anyway, right? <laughs> if 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 we you know if we made ninety bucks that week, give the nine dollars you know yeah. to the Lord. Let Him multiply it back that's to good. you. You know, and that's don't let people fool you in business. They try to make business so complicated and so hard. You know, all I do is apply biblical principles to business because it's easy. Huh. You know, business is a lot easier That's than, good. and making money is a lot easier than you think. It really is. All you do is search out problems and solve them. That's it. What, what entrepreneurs and business, how they think, entrepreneurs and business people, they go searching for problems. I go looking for problems. And then I figure out how to solve those problems. And then guess what? I get rewarded. Yeah. But, but it's all about, it's all about other people. And, and, and when, you, when your heart's right, and when God can trust you, hmm. that's when he'll begin to, to increase you. And it's like, stop praying prayers. Lord, I want to be able to trust you. I, Lord, help me to trust you. I don't pray that prayer anymore. Huh. The prayer I pray is, Lord, I want you to trust me. I want you Great. to be able to trust me with more. So I want you to be able to wow. trust me with more responsibility, with more money, with more influence, with more people around me that I can that I can tell about you. You know, that those are the kinds of prayers that he man, he so listens good. to those kind of prayers. And and but but part of that is just lessons learned through this whole process of walking yeah. with the Lord and and doing this, but we're all called. You don't have to be young and be broke. You don't have to be in the ministry and be broke. Every single scripture that I've quoted tonight, uh, that uh, Cody's quoted, and, and that we'll probably talk about a little bit more, hopefully, if we don't run out of time, is, is for you as well. It's not just for me. And it's not just the business guy that's mm -hmm. out there to make the money. God wants to bless you. Yes. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You seek him. Seek him. Seek him. Yeah, so seek good. him. Seek him, and he'll reward you. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. got it way off. No, hold on, because you're going to give me a nickname. <gasps> I'm going to give you one. Pastor Joel, you are preaching tonight. Ah, yes. This is so good. I love what you said. I want to ask you about um, the prayer you pray around trust, yeah. just to provide maybe some clarity around this, because the scripture that he's referring to, it comes from Malachi chapter yeah. 3. And actually, I was doing some study this week that the around that passage, you know, every time in the Bible that it talks about the tithe, tithe it never says the word give. It always right. uses the word return. Yeah, We can give an offering, but every time the Bible speaks to the word tithe, it always talks about return your tithe to the Lord. The word tithe, it literally means 10%. So there's yep. no arguing that. No. Love that you say that. But Malachi says, people, you know, I was telling even someone today, he's like, hold on, does that mean that we can rob God if we don't return it? Yes, that's actually what the Bible says, yeah, Malachi yeah. chapter 3, that when you don't, like the difference between the 9% and 10% to God is the difference between someone who's a thief and someone who's obedient. Yes. And I yes. just, I, I think that part of the tension that we all feel is, um, you know, there's this idea that oh, I earn this money and this money, and I should be able to decide what I give. But just to even understand that everything that I have belongs to God. Let me just make it clear tonight as your pastor. God doesn't need your money. God isn't looking, wondering how he's going to pay his rent. He's not wondering how he's going to get the next thing. Like God, he created, he is by himself enough. 
He is enough. God doesn't need anything. And I, I just want to say this. God doesn't need you to tithe. You need you to tithe. Yeah, amen. You need you to tithe. Why is this the case? Because Malachi chapter 3, it says that a tithe is a two-way test. Yes. It's a test, number one, of my trust in God. It's a test whether or not I can depend on God's character, whether or not I can decide if God is going to be my provider or if I'm just going to try and do this thing by myself. But it's also the only place in the Bible where God says, test me. See, this is the beautiful principle around this because if we, if we are obedient just in giving to God, he promises to us. He says, I will bless you. When you give, two homes get blessed, God's home and your home. And this is just, I think, so important that we understand because this is two-way test of trust. That we're, God's testing us to see if this is something that we're going to be obedient in, to say, to, can I depend on God as the source of everything that I have? But in the same way, to, we can trust in God's character, trust in God as um, the one that we need. And God's looking to us. And just this understanding of it being a two-way test, I love that in what you said, sort of just the promise that we have around um, tithing, because there's something so profound that it's connected to our heart. God is looking for our heart. He wants our heart in this. And let me just tell you, if your whole heart is God's and it's, your wallet's going to be no problem. That's right. And that's what I'm hearing from what it is that you're saying, because if my heart's God's, then it's no problem for me to give him my checkbook or my wallet too, because it all belongs to God. Oh, this is, I got this. I was, I remember talking to someone recently and his story was reminded just as you were talking about stories, because they were talking about wanting to do more. I feel like there's, I can do more. Is there anything that I can like, I feel like I can take on more. I said, why don't you try tithing? (laughs) And they said, ah, it's not really for me. <laughs> I was like, hold on, this is for everybody. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Let's just pause there. But I think that's such an important thing because the moment we start to talk about money, the moment we say, like no one walks into Nordstrom and goes, oh, they only want my money. I know. But the moment that we walk into church and start talking about money, it's like, what are they going to do? They only want my money. What are they doing with that money? And it really is, I mean, just what is this exposing in my heart? Yeah. It's exposing the area that I don't trust God. Right. Can you talk about just in that prayer, not not praying, God help me to trust you, but God trust me. Yeah. How did you learn that? Um, you know, part of it was, I mean, it's things like this, really. To be mm-hmm. honest, is 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 coming out and, and and hearing other people and watching other people and listening to them, and 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 all of that. Uh, for me, I mean, I had my dad. My dad was a, a preacher, but by this time, you know, I was older and I was away from the home for quite a while and all of that. And, and I think it was just, you know, out of desperation mm. and out of, out of a desire to change and out of a desire to just, just see things different in my life. Yeah. You know, that, that and, and, and really, man, you, you want to talk about another prayer. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you about another prayer I prayed along these lines. I, 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 you know, you prayed, prayed to God. It's like, God, I want to trust you. I want, I want to be able to, you know, you, you got to help me. I, I need to trust you more and all that. Lord spoke to me so strongly one night and said, I am trustworthy. Yeah. And I am trustworthy. And then he asked me questions. And this is in my spirit. You know, can I trust you, Joel? Hmm. Can I trust you with more? 
And, and I really, that's when I really began thinking, it's like, Lord, you are trustworthy. There's no one more trustworthy than you. And, and, you know, and then that began to change my thinking and, and my heart mm. and, and really be able to, to completely and fully trust God with money, with what I thought was my money. Mm. But if you think about it, when I was on that altar with less than nothing, who gave it to me? He gave it all to me. Yeah, you know, he helped me hit the hole in one. <laughs> he helped me make that connection. He helped me uh, to, to grow that company. He helped me to buy that company. Yeah. He helped me to buy, you know, do all that other stuff. Because uh, trust me, I didn't have the education. And by the way, you're not disqualified. I, ne I never finished college. So you're not disqualified and think, you know, well, I'm not like that guy. He's, you know, I went to a, this, no joke, I went to a meeting in New York with a New York hedge fund that was one of my investors early on in one of my companies. And, and they asked me, and said, you know, Joel, where did you get your master's degree from? And, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I said, I, <laughs> I, I, I got my master's degree from the master. That's where I got my master's degree. God will take you and teach you in, in, in things even on your own. Yeah. Um, and through and it's mostly through the Word of God. That's why you got to read. That's why you got to study. That's why, I mean, how, how are you going to move up and how are you going to do more if you don't read and you don't study and you don't pray? How, how are we going to wow. do more? Hmm. You know, I, I carve out a couple of hours every day, every day to spend time, quiet time with the Lord. And I even carve out 30 minutes every day to do nothing but think, to do nothing wow. but think with a notepad or an iPad and just let the Lord download to me, Lord, what do you want to say today? Mm. And give, give me ideas, you know, give, give, give me thoughts, you know, and, and there's many, many business people that do that, but, but they're not talking to God when they're doing it. And, and so, so most of the ideas that I've received to make money uh, have come through that time of just, just, just sitting there and, and going away and thinking by myself with the Word of God and let Him speak to me back through that, that Word. I hope that answered the question, Cody. That's but, really um, but But, but that, that's, that's what I did. And just begin, begin, you know, people can help you and you can hear messages and all of those things, but you got to do it yourself. You know, you, 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 you got you to get down on your knees and you got to pray and you got to right. seek God. You know, what? What's the most important thing in your life? You're, the destiny that God's put in you and the purpose that he's put in you is the most important thing. Yes, our families and all of that, but they're a part of it. You know, so, so, so to be in, in, in alignment with that, you want to do that every single day. Yeah. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And it's easy, it's easy to get busy and miss it. So, so you've, you've, you've got you've to do these things um, that 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 kind of force you to 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 make sure that you're talking with God every single day and that you hear and that you know there's a great scripture hear and obey my voice and do all that I command you to do and it'll be well with you hmm. you know I, I never forget that one yeah. but but it's that you know it's seeking the Lord on those things and reading His Word yeah incredible I think something that jumped out at me kind of along the lines of what you said is. Um, you can't trust God with something that you feel entitled to. Yeah. And just, I mean, this is the way that I was kind of thinking about what you were saying. 
if you feel entitled to it, this is mine. Yeah. You can't trust God with that. But look at the blessing that comes by taking my hands off and saying, God, you gave me even the breath in my lungs, the eyes to see, the knowledge to know, yeah. the answers to answer that interview with, or to, you know, and how easy it is for us to trust God because he's trust, trustworthy. I want to share just um, one quick thing, ask you maybe just some parting words of encouragement sure. to us. I think your voice is one that really is significant and being able to share, even I was thinking leading up to Father's Day weekend and kind of as a spiritual father to us in some ways tonight, um, some encouragement around being a young adult. Before we do that, I just want to say around this topic, finances, money, around giving, um, really this is like, this is what the kingdom of God is all about. Yeah, it is. It's all about giving. I was thinking you cannot communicate the life of a Christian without some way talking about giving. I mean, most popular scripture, John three sixteen, God loved, yeah. so he gave. And it's our job. When we give, we're the most like God. I mean, think of every area of your life. The point of being a Christian, like Joel was saying, is not just to receive the blessing, but to be a blessing. Yeah. Relationships, they're about giving. Marriage, it's about giving. Yeah. It is. Faith, even yeah. the core of what it is that we believe. It's about giving. What are we giving? We're giving our trust. We're giving our hope yeah. to Jesus. It's all about giving. And just the life of a Christian for all of these areas, man, I just believe the abundant life is found in giving. It's living to be a vessel, living to be a tool, to give what I have away, whether that be a smile or a tithe or some encouragement or trust in Jesus. Everything I have, I think success is defined not by what you receive. It's defined by what you give. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd say yeah. to us as a young adult community, maybe looking back on your story, hmm. um, something that you wish you would have learned, or even just for us tonight, some encouragement that you'd leave us around this topic? Yeah. You, you, you know, one thing that I, I didn't do so much in my 20s that I learned to do in my 30s and certainly after that, and, and I do it with my, my companies as well as personally, is, is set goals. Set, I know this sounds so basic, but, but, but trust me, it'll really help you because you'd be shocked at how many Fortune 500 companies don't do this and, and their teams don't do it. But, but, but set goals. And what I do is I, I use a um, process called the four Ps. People, process, partners, performance. Every year at the beginning of the year, I set a goal for, 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 for people. Well, who are people in my life? My, my uh, People are my employees and my family. So, you know, it could be the three Fs, you know, your family, finances, whatever. But set goals for, for, for people that you influence, people that are around you, people that you care about. Set those goals. Process. Um, process goals. Just, well, Joel, that, that applies to business, not so much to, to us. But, but if something isn't working in your life, the process is broken. Fix yeah. the process. Maybe it's with your finances. Set a goal. Maybe, maybe the process, you know, that, 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 that of how you pay bills or, or not pay bills and, and, and partners, you know, who do you partner with? Mm -hmm. you, you know, for me, it's my customers. For, you know, it's for people that are, and it could be people that are interchangeable, but it's people that are close to me that, 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 that make a difference in my life. I set partner goals every year and performance financially. Yeah. Set goals. Here we've got six months left of this year. Mm -hmm. Set goals for the rest of, of this year. Uh, if it's wanting to get out of debt and get rid of credit card debt, 
or, may, or maybe you're wanting to buy something and it's like saving up for that, but set a goal, make it measurable, uh, make it attainable. Then if you, then if you, not too high where you can't even attain it, but, but attainable. And then if you want to put in a little faith with that, kick it up a notch, but, but, but begin to, to write these goals down and, and, and then out of that will come your plan. And then begin to pray to God, you know, instead of praying for money, pray for a plan. God, God, I want a plan. Help me to give me a plan to get out of debt. Give me a plan to start my own business. Give me a plan to build my family and to get married and to and to do these other things that have been in my heart. Give me a plan. I'd rather have a plan than more money, you know, because that plan will help you get more money and 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 all of that. But but I would want to finish with this, Pastor Cody. There, there, we talked about it a little bit at uh, our lunch, and I just this this scripture won't leave me. But about tithing and giving and 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 thinking of others um, uh, and helping others first is the good that you do, the Lord will do the same for you. Ephesians six eight, the good that you do, the Lord's going to do the exact same for you, and that's what I would close. Amazing. Thank you so much. Can we say thank you to Joel?